0: Hey Ashley. Hey Amy. Uh, Guess what? Guess what? This what? is our first bonus episode. It is. Ladies this and is gentlemen. It's exciting. Welcome to the first bonus episode of Witches Be Like podcast. Woohoo. We know we promised you two episodes this week, and here we are delivering. Delivering. It's what it we do. It is what we do. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> I don't deliver anything <laughs> except <laughs> results. Damn right. <laughs> And not even then, I don't, so I don't know where I was going with that. Uh,
1: It was funny though, I liked it. It was (laughs) funny. So Amy, what are we going to
0: talk about today? I don't know, what are we going to (laughs) talk, I know what we're going to talk about today. We are going to talk about cults, which is what we were going to discuss Mm -hmm. on our fourth episode, but we decided we were going to go with curses instead, since that episode was cursed.
1: Yeah, it was the curse of the fourth. It was, it was
0: was the Revenge was, of the Fifth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <little>.
1: Such nerds. <laughs> we are such nerds. I am I love it though.
0: still tired. <laughs> and But that's okay.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Yep, yep. okay.
0: I need, like, the coffee that's on your shirt right now. Yeah? You yeah. like the shirt? I do like the shirt. She's rocking a Central Perk Friends shirt. And I'm just sitting here like, I need caffeine. <laughs> i'm <laughs> like i <need> caffeine
1: <laughs> yeah um i'm pretty big fan of the tv show friends so yeah
0: i don't like friends i love it i hate the show it. so much maybe it's all the reruns of it mm. i've seen or the fact that maybe i had to sit through every last season with denny he went on a friends binge watching thing for a moment there mm. i just don't like friends
1: i like it i think it's kind of cool to see different perspectives of you know
0: different things yeah you know, different people yeah. i guess yeah. i don't know i just i never just found the show funny if ross gets on my nerves yeah so I, like,
1: I, I think that it is hilarious and i think that joey is or chandler are probably my two favorites oh I'm joey's sure.
0: hilarious i love joey Okay, hilarious. And Chandler is me, so very sarcastic and self-deprecating. It's fantastic. I love him. I love it. That's the only two I like. I hate Monica though. Monica gets on my nerves. Rachel gets on my nerves. Phoebe's cool though. Yeah, Phoebe's cool. Phoebe's Phoebe's cool. cool. I mean, they're all cool in their own little
1: way, and they just like like what we were just talking about. It shows different perspectives of, you know, the different types of people there are in the world, and the different relationship styles, different styles of being able to become parents. and yeah.
0: I, I just think it's well, a, it's It's great. since we're talking about, you know, shows that we watched as kids and beyond, you know a show that I watched when I was a kid? What? I don't remember anything about it now, but I watched Party of Five. Really? Yeah, you know, the show that so had never, Andrew Keegan on it? I never really watched that show. You never watched that show? Well, I've heard of but... You know, of course, 10... <clears throat> um, What is it called? 10 Things I Hate About You? Oh, yeah. And he was in that movie. Okay. Well, I found out something very, very interesting. Share. I sure will. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Andrew Keegan has started a cult. What? Yep. So, you know, he was big in, like, late 90s, early 2000s and everything. But he has started a cult. And it is a kind of new agey thing. Out of Venice, California called Full Circle.
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: Well, okay, of course, Church of Scientology is pretty much a cult. So, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, (laughs) LA, you know, if something weird's going to happen, it's
1: probably going to happen there. Absolutely. And I feel like we can do, like, a whole episode on Scientology and how crazy... That is, but that's... <laughs> yeah,
0: and so, but he's got a lot of followers, and what they're trying to do, I guess, is achieve spiritual enlightenment. And their website claims that their goal is to help the mind, body, and soul by empowering people from all beliefs and backgrounds to be the brightest versions of themselves. Which, okay, cool. That sounds You're wanting great. to empower people. Hey, I like it. That's awesome. But, you know, they say... They, they got busted for selling illegal kombucha, which I guess because it has, like, a low alcohol content because it's a fermented drink or something. But apparently they were legally selling it okay. at some point. I don't know. That's I weird. just happened to glance around, and I didn't so do too like, much looking into so it. But with
1: that in mind, the path to enlightenment is alcohol.
0: <laughs> I, I think the path to enlightenment is moving to L.A. <laughs> but, um that kind of blows my mind a little bit because I'm like...
1: So, so what, what all does that entail? How? Like, if you're a part of this cult, what do you have to do? Is it kind of like Scientology where you have to pretty much give up all of your life savings? No, no, and, no, 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 no.
0: It's not and, like that. It's not like Scientology. Okay. Um, But it is kind of like they just do a lot of meditation and they just won't speak spiritual enlightenment of everybody they want to you know spread love and peace and positive which is a great thing please do absolutely but uh, to me i'm like no okay they do a lot of stuff based on hinduism i believe and they describe their movement as advanced spiritualism or the highest spiritualism founded on universal knowledge. They believe that, you know, they meditate around water and they use, they, they even sell these little like rose quartz hearts to like raise money. And I'm like, okay. I don't know. I mean, as long as they're cool and they're not starting crazy stuff. Or but they're not like some of the other cults no, that we're getting no, no, ready no, to no, talk no, about. There's like like nobody's drinking the Kool Aid there. Okay. So, <laughs> but I mean, it's just you, you don't think about that. It's like you haven't heard his name in God knows how long. He hasn't acted at anything. Well, obviously, he hasn't acted at anything. He's too busy running his own religion, A cult. Or, I don't know, but I think it's um, hey, if these people
1: find you know that enlightenment in that meditation and in that you know his basically his religion then hey yeah
0: we'll see what started <laughs> as long as it, it
1: doesn't turn around and and becomes like like something I said, some, worse something worse scientology. And, uh, hey what right scientology or some of the other cults that we're getting ready to talk about that deal with religion um it's and first of all let's just add a disclaimer in
0: here we're not trying to bash anybody's beliefs or anything like that
1: absolutely not you have a right to believe what you want to yeah we're
0: not bashing anybody's if you're a Scientologist you're probably not listening to us anyway but if you are you know we're not trying to bash anybody we're just talking about these groups of people that you know there's been massive media attention about there's been so many stories from people that were in these said groups and people that have left and you know there's so much in the media that you know hey the information's there we're just talking about it because it's interesting it's kind of and hello it's creepy
1: it's creepy, oh, no doubt for sure and to me the thing that interests me about cults just in general is how easy it is for these people to just you know almost blindly because you don't know what's really going to happen when you decide to do this but in most situations with cults it's you give up everything that you have like you move to a states away or countries or countries away or you know you You sell your property you you sell everything you give everything that you have to this belief
0: to this community, to this that, community,
1: yeah. to to believe in that the leader of of said cult is going to protect you and is going to make sure that you're okay, and that's putting a lot of faith on one person.
0: Yeah. Oh my God, this is going to get deep and dark real and I quick, like isn't it? it. God. I was hoping we were going to be a little bit more lighthearted, but you know no, what? I, think I don't needs, think it is tonight.
1: Not with cults because cults are very scary and it's a very real thing. And it is. Um, there's lots of proof to prove this. So this isn't one of those So just so y'all know, this is
0: Ashley's episode. It is. This is this is <laughs> Ashley's episode. So it is. <laughs> I'm just running commentary here. That's all. She's. Yeah, I'm running commentary today. Yeah.
1: And it just, it's just, like I said, those things interest me because of what I was just talking about. It just, it blows my mind because I don't think, I guess that I'm more, I'm too independent to depend on one person
0: to. Sorry. The Yankees ain't winning, honey. Sorry. <laughs> uh, no, that
1: was um, NFL story. Thank you very much. But okay. The Cowboys ain't winning, honey. They did win yesterday. Thank uh, you very much. You but know
0: what? That's it's neither here nor there. I can hate your team even though mine sucks.
1: <laughs> and it's just preseason, so it really doesn't count for anything. But it's always a nice day when the Cowboys win, in my opinion. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> this episode's over. It's over.
0: It's, it's over before it's even got started. We're she over. just she just killed We're it. Over. She killed
1: it. Sorry. sorry.
0: Sorry. Not in a good way.
1: <clears throat> so. Um, do you want to talk about a my um, cult first, or do you want me to start off? I just said this is your episode. I talked about okay. my cult. <laughs> okay. So the first one that I want to talk about, and I, and I hate to keep talking about American horror story, but a lot of these, that we're getting ready to talk about. We're all referenced. Well, in then
0: why aren't we just talking American about Horror American Story Horror Story? cult? because well, I I know why we're not talking about. Because I didn't watch that season.
1: Well, you know, but um, I guess I have to now. Evan Peters actually portrayed these three that we're gonna talk about, and it's it's very cool to me. Like. It was just like, oh, I know exactly where that is. I know that story. <laughs> I know where that came from. So it was really cool for me, anyway. But the first one that I want to talk about is the Heaven's Gate. Okay. Very scary. Very sick. Very, 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 very scary. Um, so in this in this cult, thirty nine people committed suicide. They drank the Kool Aid, didn't they? No, that was jim
0: jones oh that, okay. this is a different one this is um, the one where they all uh, it was about like the comet wasn't it yeah they thought and they, they thought they were there going was like the to, mothership was hiding yeah. behind the comet mm-hmm.
1: exactly so out of that 39 21 were women and 18 were men um they were all varying ages and they were all found lying peacefully and matching dark clothes and nike sneakers and they had no noticeable signs of blood or trauma so it was later revealed that the men and the women were members of this particular cult whose leaders preached that suicide would allow them to have their bodily containers and enter an alien spaceship hidden behind the Hal Hop Comet. The Halebop? The Halebop Comet, yeah.
0: I remember when that thing came around.
1: Yes. Um, it was led by Marshall Applewhite and if you go to the Museum of Death in New Orleans, you can actually see a video of him trying to talk people into joining their cult. Insane. I've watched the video on YouTube and of course it's like, Oh well, yeah. I mean you can, and oh, like just hearing him talk about it and then just knowing what
0: happened, you
1: That's know, like to these, insane. it's just, it's it...
0: chills. And see, chills. When this, we were so young when this was happening.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but Marshall Applewhite was a music professor who survived a near death experience in 1972. Um, He was recruited into the cult by one of the nurses, Bonnie Lou Nettles, in 1975, and they persuaded a group of 20 people from Oregon to abandon their families and professions to move to eastern Colorado, where they promised that an extraterrestrial spacecraft would take them to the kingdom of heaven. Now, Nettles, who called herself Ty, and Applewhite, who took the name of Dew, explained that human bodies were merely containers that could be abandoned in favor of a higher physical existence. Now, the spacecraft never arrived, and members of the um, Heaven's Gate diminished, and in 1985, Bonnie Lou Nettles, Applewhite's sexless partner, died. So, during the early 90s, the cold resurfaced as Applewhite began recruiting new members, which I just talked about. You can see that video of him trying to recruit yeah. these people online. And soon after the 95 discovery of the comet um, Hale-Bopp, the Heaven's Gate members became convinced that an alien spa- spacecraft was on its way to Earth, hidden from human deten- um, detection behind a comet. So, in October of 96, Applewhite rented a large home in Rancho Santa Fe, California,
0: why is it always california it's always california
1: um explaining to the owner that his group was made up of christian-based angels and applewhite advocated sexual abstinence and several male cult members followed his example by undergoing castration operations what uh-huh uh-huh so that way they Are wouldn't you be. sure they take... didn't
0: drink the kool-aid because it sounds like they drank the kool-aid yeah
1: yeah they were they were drinking a different type of kool-aid i'm assuming what was in that there? Um, I don't want a part of it. That's all I can say. So in ninety seven, um, as part salt. of its, <laughs> as part of a four thousand year orbit of the sun, that comet passed near Earth in one of the most impressive astronomical events of the twentieth century. Now in late March of ninety seven, as that comet reached its closest distance to Earth, Applewhite and thirty eight of his followers drank a lethal mixture of. Phenobarbital and vodka, and then lay down to die, hoping to leave their bodily containers and enter an alien spacecraft, and pass through heaven's gate into a higher existence.
0: I was ten years old when that happened, and so does that. Sh- that should show just how different things were in 1997 compared to how they are. Just you know, twenty years later, twenty-two years later, like. Because I don't remember being 10 and really hearing anything about it. Right. Maybe it was because I was 10 years old. And it was kind of hidden and from And it was kind of hidden from me. Right. And it was not something that was just openly discussed. But I also think it has to do with the way we have access to information now. Right. Because if that had happened today, it had been all over YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, everything. It would have been everywhere. But back then, we just, you know, we just were starting to have like internet access. Oh, and, yeah.
1: and, and there wasn't there such a was thing as no social media. Exactly. And I feel like that now things are so much different because everybody is made aware of so much very quickly. Like, for example, when. Epstein died. Everybody knew. You knew pretty much the minute that it happened. Hey, he's dead. Yeah. Maybe. Right, maybe. That's very questionable at this point. But you get what I'm saying. Like, it was immediately, okay, this is what happened. And you didn't have that in 97 to where it was immediate, this is what happened. Exactly. It was like, it was reported on. Of course, it was reported on. Of course. But it wasn't as instantaneous oh absolutely not you may have heard about it a week after it happened or, or maybe even or a, couple maybe a couple of days after it, but, happened. it just, but it was never oh it was immediate unless it had something to do with like um a war or politics or something like that those kind of things usually yeah you heard about pretty but it just it also does but.
0: show just how big the time gap because for us sitting here Mm -hmm. thinking oh 1997 it wasn't that long ago but in fact it was and it's like
1: 20 what 22 years ago it was 22 22 years ago ago. and i mean i'm getting ready to be 32
0: in three weeks 30 here 30 here oh my god i I feel (sighs) old as shit now yeah yay and it's old. not just lack of
1: sleep um, <laughs> but i'm with you i didn't know anything about this until i started getting older and you know these kind of things started piquing my interest and then of course it was like a rabbit hole it was like uh, oh yeah it wasn't just this cult it you was get down that, You this, one and, the rabbit this hole. one and this one and i mean it was and we're That's gonna crazy. save the one that i first got into for last That's of course we I'm should um
0: because I know which one you're going to talk about last, and I, I'm actually, I'm actually pretty fascinated with that one because yeah. it, yeah, it's it's because yeah. I I, do, I dig pop culture. Oh Okay, yeah, for sure, it. I dig it for sure. Um,
1: so what's the second one? The you second have? one is the Jonestown cult, where um, in Jonestown—that's the Kool Aid one, right? Uh huh. Okay. Yep. So, um, rep it, on November the 18th of 1978, it represented the largest number of American civilian casualties. And this was changed, of course, by September the 11th. Mm-hmm. But up until that point, this was the largest number of American casualties. So, in a single non natural event, it is unfathomable now to think about as it was then, but more than 900 American members of a San Francisco based religion group called the People's Temple died after drinking poison at the urge of their leader the reverend jim jones if you can call him a reverend if he's trying to you know well oh, yeah. in a secluded south american jungle settlement uh photographs were taken of a carnage forever documented with the sheer enormity of the event and of course the bodies of hundreds of people including children laying face down in the grass nearly 40 years later the infamous and horrific events continues to fascinate us through numerous books, articles, and documentaries. Um, so he he preached that you you needed to get rid of your human temple. We all they, he wanted everyone to go to heaven together. So basically, it was like almost like him trying to say let's let's make the rapture happen. Let's not wait for the rapture. Let's make the rapture
0: let's make our own right people that start cults fascinate me me too because how it it, how does their brain work how at any point do they think that this is okay do they have did are they seriously that delusioned or is it a power trip knowing that they can get all these people to follow them or what, what, what makes them, what makes them take, and I guess that's how you feel when you start talking about serial killers, because in a way these are serial killers. Oh,
1: absolutely. Without a doubt in my mind, in a way they're
0: a version they, of them because they've you know, killed they never, mass amounts of
1: people. You know, they never, they didn't technically murder them, but they, but they, like with this one, it's like, Oh, they if influ- you do this,
0: they you influence them to do these they, things for you? What they did is they exerted a sort of control under over very impressionable people mm-hmm. that for whatever reason and, they and normally they prey on
1: people that don't have anybody else normally they prey on on the weak minded and they prey on the the ones that may be in situations to where they're they don't feel like there's no way out there's no way out right and they, so they give them they a way prey out on those they prey on these people um, but speaking specifically on Jim Jones, you know, with him, uh, he grew up in Indiana. This is kind of going back to what you were talking about. And he was a loner in his youth and he was entertained, um, his playmates in the loft in his family barn and made them his captive audience. Uh, one time he even locked up his friends in the barn. <clears throat> he performed experiments on animals and conducted funerals for them.
0: Okay. Yeah. He was a, a psychopath. Yeah. Um, because I mean, how many serial killers do you hear <laughs> starting out like showing behavior like that? Oh, almost all of them. Almost all of them have have some at some point or another have signs of when they were children, especially starting out with animals.
1: Right. Right, and his his childhood friends were saying that he was a weird kid, and um, he was obsessed with religion, and he was obsessed with death, and um. You know, his friend saw him kill a cat with a knife.
0: So, yeah, cult leaders are basically, with the exception of Andrew Keegan, because I haven't heard of Andrew Keegan like killing cats or anything. He's just right. an actor. Right. But, um. <clears throat> and he also had a fascination with Adolf Hitler. Oh,
1: okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Um, is he uh, when Hitler committed suicide in April of 1945. Um, the enemy sought to capture and humiliate him, and Jim Jones was impressed with that. Hmm. Yes. Well, then. Um, You're a strange m- guy, Jim Jones. Oh, yeah, for sure. He moved his uh, church to California because he feared of a nuclear war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If
0: only you could see the look on my face uh-huh. right now.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, he, came ac- <laughs> he came across an Esquire article.
0: We all know how
1: reliable and truthful those things can be. Um, that listed non-safe places in the world in the event of a nuclear catastrophe. And one of those cited was Eureka, California. And um, Esquire said that the city escapes damages in the war games attacks because it's it's in the West and the Syria is an upwind from every target in the United States. So that's why he moved it to California. Huh. Okay. And... They were warned of a nuclear attack that was supposed to happen on July the 15th of 1967, so he moved them there in the um, in the early 60s. Huh.
0: Mm-hmm. So this was definitely, definitely back in the day. Absolutely. Huh.
1: And, of course, being a cult leader, he wanted people to adopt his apocalyptic vision, so um, he sent out all of these things to make you paranoid and just um, justifiable concerns about the about that thermonuclear war and he was just like if you want to survive this if you want to survive this you have to do this
0: that's that's something Mm -hmm. that's something i just how their how their minds work kind of
1: and i know that this doesn't really make a difference but it wasn't just one race that you know followed this religion it was very mixed race with everyone i mean 900 people it wouldn't be you would assume it would be more than one yeah but um but yeah so um yeah that's he, this is interesting. What's interesting? He claimed that he was the only heterosexual on earth. What? Jones didn't always practice what he preached in his personal life. In December of 73, he was arrested for lewd conduct at an L.A. movie theater. And oh, so his, he was doing a Pee Wee Herman. Uh-huh, pretty much. And during his final moments in Jonestown, Jones was addicted to pharmaceutical drugs. He was a merry man who adopted children of different racial backgrounds, And he engaged in sexual relations with some of his female and male followers. Hmm. He said that all of us were homosexuals. And in the Jonestown documentary, everyone except him was the only heterosexual on the planet. And that the women were all lesbians and the guys were all gay. And so anyone who showed an interest in sex
0: was just compensating. Okay. um, Dude was really fucked up. Yeah. Dude was really fucked up. And I think that's just the only way we can put that about him. He was Uh, just... He
1: had a pet chimpanzee named Mr. Muggs.
0: I was going to say, is his name Bubbles? Oh, my
1: God. I can't. I can't say anything without
0: making it a joke. Hey, I love it. A
1: six-year-old boy was the catalyst that led to the tragedy. Tim and Stone were um, a married couple and followers of Jim Jones during the Temple's early years in California. Tim was an attorney for the temple, and Grace was a member of the Jones inner circle. And in seventy-two, Grace gave birth to a boy named John Victor Stoneheim Stone Stoneheim. Uh huh. And Jones claimed to be the father. Um, complicating matters, obviously, about the paternity, Tim signed an affidavit confirming Jones as John's father. Mm. And when Grace de- defected from the church in 76, she left her son with Jones, fearing that her life and John's were in danger. So together, she and Tim, who had left the church a year later, sought to get John back um, through the U.S. courts. And by that time, John was already in Guana, and Jones, um, he refused to hand the kid over. He was like, no, this is my son. Um, it's, it's mine. Um, despite court orders that he had to do so um, and despite paternal symbolize the bitter conflict between Temple and its opponents so um, he was basically like you're not getting your son we're gonna make this happen sooner rather
0: than later and this is what's gonna happen so basically instead of having his whole shebang outed and having to face you know (laughs) some kind of court justice or one way or another, he was like, fuck it, I'm just going to kill myself and everybody with me. Pretty much. Huh.
1: Pretty much. Pretty much. And <laughs> we were talking about the Kool-Aid. We
0: drank it the Kool-Aid. It wasn't
1: actually Kool-Aid that poisoned the temple members. After an attack on Congressman Ryan and his party at the Port um, Katuma airstrip, Jones urged more than 900 of his followers in Jonestown that they had to commit suicide or else um, the Guanese military will come in and, uh, and take their children away from them. So from, a, um, from that, his people drank the cyanide lace punch, which birthed the phrase drinking the Kool-Aid, referring to those who blindly and foolishly follow something, but it wasn't actually Kool-Aid that was used in the suicide, but rather a similar brand cow, flower aid. And the reference to um, Kool-Aid could be traced to the early reportings of the days after the tragedy, such as the article of the Washington Post um, said, use the phrase, drinking the Kool-Aid. And it blew, just from, blew there. from there. Mhm. blew from um, there. To me, I don't think that if, if I ever had a kid, first I would I would never be a part of a cult because I feel like I'm way too way too independent minded to follow something like that but I would never leave my child just be like oh here here's my kid
0: it's your kid I feel like cults work subtly it's they never come out you you never outright go into something knowing it's a cult it's more a subtle thing that draws you in. They offer you something that your life is lacking. And then, next thing you know, to use the phrase, you're drinking the Kool Aid. You know what I mean? That's true. So it's, it's like example. you never really know. You're in a cult until you actually step back and say, oh, shit. Yeah. I'm in a fucking cult. Right what the hell do i do what did I, what, what, how did i get here what happened and how did i not see this yeah. but yeah yeah and I, and I think that happens with a lot of people that leave these groups they're like how did I not see this for what it is? Mm-hmm. But if you're raised in it, you know, nothing different. Oh, absolutely. You, like that little
1: boy. Can you imagine mm-hmm. how he, how he felt, how he, you know, because he didn't know anything different. He was just like, this was his life. This was my life. Like, you know, if you're born into uh, it, you
0: don't know this any is, different. You know, if this you is
1: supposedly my dad, but this may be my dad. They're and offering
0: just, and for people that join, they're offering them things that they think they're missing. They're offering them, you know, family a community people that support and love them um they're offering people that i, I don't want to say they they're ho- people that are homeless people that don't have anybody else mm-hmm. they're offering them what they're <clears throat> missing they're offering them a place to belong for people that are on the outskirts of people that just are down and out and just see no other way and mm-hmm. sometimes drugs are used to oh, help absolutely. with this and it, it's subtle absolutely. it's subtle it never just says hey come here and join my cult hey right. come here and do-. it's a very very subtle thing and it's a very processed thing yeah right um exactly and um
1: so speaking on family
0: are we getting um, that we're one.
1: getting into that one um, the one that really has always interests me, and it, it just has always blown my mind more than any of the other ones. I feel like I mean, even more than the nine hundred people that just committed suicide because of, of this I stuff agree. So yeah, we're we're gonna get into the Manson family. the Manson family, um, because it it's always intrigued me, and I know that this is gonna sound really weird of me saying. But it has always blown my mind how Charles Manson could be charged with murder when technically...
0: He wasn't the one that committed it. Technically,
1: he wasn't the one that went and... and Killed them. Killed these people. He
0: wasn't and the one he, that, you know, killed Sharon Tate and all of them. Yeah. He the just... It was the girls that went and did it. And... But.
1: And... There
0: was a couple of guys. Well, you only hear about the girls. You hear
1: about the girls mostly, yes. Yeah. But um, the guys were a part of One of which has it. been and,
0: denied parole several, several
1: times. And to me, I think that that's the way that it should be. Because if you are the one and um, you pretty much get on live TV and you pretty much describe how you murdered a pregnant woman and how she was begging for her life, no way, shape, or form should but you
0: ever. To be devil's advocate. Ever. To be devil's advocate, this was during, again, the 60s, and LSD and drugs were a thing, and you know, Manson, he was, give Manson credit, he... He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he
1: was doing. He knew who to target because a lot of these people that were in his cult, which were mostly women, not saying that they weren't any men. There were a couple of men. But he kind of were like, hey, dude, we got all these women. Come help. You know, it was more like that, I feel like, with the men. But with the women that he was targeting, it was women that were single mothers, that had you know their family had just been like women who with you. had
0: left home exactly. and gone to california because this was during the whole summer of love and the whole hippie exactly. thing the hippie movement exactly. and these were you know homeless girls and free love exactly. and you know again and, and as you mentioned drugs drugs so, man I mean, lsd if, if he, if, is if a thing a, if you have
1: a man come up to you and you are homeless Right. You may have already had drugs and you, you know, you may have already tried them or maybe addicted to them anyway. I mean, I'm not saying that these women were before they met him, but they may have been. And you have this man coming up to you and he's promising you this place because he, you know, he had this ranch and all these people were there and he's offering you a place to stay. He's offering you protection. He's offering you security. Obviously, these they're women gonna take it. are going to take it, and then once he gets them there, it may be for the ones that weren't addicted to drugs before, right? It may have just been like I well, don't know even know They're
0: isolated. You from know, it's like everybody else. They're isolated from their families and people that actually do care about them, right? And. It's Which all is all a sign of a
1: bad thing. If you are ever in a situation where someone is trying to take you from being able to have relationships with other people, that's never a good sign. I mean, it was
0: all toxic. And anyway, but again, to going back, being that girl's devil's advocate, I mean, he look at how much she was manipulated, though. Oh, I mean, I'm not saying that she was manipulated. I mean, manipulated, she's shown remorse.
1: But. At the same time, if you sit there and you were Sharon Tate's sister, for example, who's still to this day fighting for you know her to never get out, yeah. right? And you're sitting there and you're like, you have admittedly said that my sister was begging you, begging you to let her have her baby so that way her baby could live, and sitting no. there and 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 doing what they did to this family, and.
0: I, to me, I I would feel the same well, way. Well, yeah, I would feel the same way like, too. But <laughs> again, like I said, devil's advocate here. Those girls were also like 15, 16 years old. Some of them as young as fourteen. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Hello, a very impressionable age. Absolutely. They're already going through all that. Absolutely. Drugs and having uh, older guys just
1: interest in you. Know, you.
0: It, right. And I mean, come on now. Right. You know, you have to think about that as well because she was very impressionable oh, yeah. and they all were. And this man came along and took advantage of that. And so you have to sit there and be like, Well isn't she isn't she a victim in some way as well? Not even though she, what she did was just horrible, and yes, she should face punishment for oh, it. Absolutely. absolutely, absolutely. But at the same time, she's a victim too. Oh, I'm not saying yeah. that she was you know, a victim. So I mean, it's a very, very and not a victim of hard, Charles
1: Manson's.
0: Yeah, it's a very, it's a very hard thing to kind of have an either or opinion on for me because it there's. It's such a gray area. And it, it really and it is. is. And it's hard and for it me is. to be, oh, well, you know, she's shown remorse. She should be let out and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, it's like, well, she killed were, a person in cold blood. Literal cold you blood. Im- you didn't even know this person.
1: Right. And you were impressionable enough to allow it to happen one time. Who's to say that you're not going to be impressionable enough to allow that to happen again, another time?
0: So, I mean, it's like... Oh, yeah. It's, I'm, it's I'm hard with for you.
1: me. I'm with you. Now... Going back to Charles Manson, just just speaking on just him. to me, I do think that he should have been locked up one way or another, either in a psychiatric ward or in a prison cell for the rest of his life, which he they you know, the judicial system decided that it jail was the option for him. But you know, technically, he didn't murder. Anybody, and I'm, you know, I'm kind of playing devil's advocate on that because, like what you just said, we, like we were just talking about, these are more impressionable, and he talked them into it, and he knew what he was doing, right? Right. I mean, he thought that helter skelter was going to happen, and and it. I mean, and he he knew people, right?
0: I mean, he knew. He knew he did the, 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 beach the Beach Boys. Right. And and you know, he wanted to have this whole musical career and everything, but he's always yeah. been a real weird guy. and you know, Nobody just,
1: really wanted to be around him in the music industry.
0: Yeah, but what thing with much. Manson, you know, obviously, yes, he should have been convicted of murder because the way he manipulated these children into doing his dirty work. I mean, that would be the same as, you know, convicting a mob boss, you know, in my opinion, because they may not have been the one that pulled the trigger, but they orchestrated it. They were the mastermind. They were the one that put the plan. Because would these children, without his influence and without him making up the plan and getting everything in motion, would it have happened? would, oh, these, no. children, would these children would these children have gone out whether if you take Manson out of the picture would these children have gone and done that
1: no probably not probably I mean, not obviously we wouldn't know for sure but more than likely no they would not have without exactly. his influence. so
0: to me yes he is just as guilty in their murder mm-hmm. as the ones that went through with it and actually committed the acts that ended these people's lives
1: mm-hmm. he put
0: everything into motion without him it more than likely would have never happened. So, yes, he is just as guilty of murder as the children because we're just going to be real. That's what they were. They were children. These were young children. The girl. And, I, and when I say young children, I'm talking about the girls because, you know, 15, 16, 17 years old, yes, by law, the age of 18, you may be considered an adult, but let's be real, you're not an adult at 18. No. You know, you're, you're still no. a child. So, and... You know, let's just, let's just be real with that. But, um, yeah, it, it gets to be... And and his death was
1: just as weird as his life. It was so anticlimactic. It, literally, it, his son, right? It took him, his son, two weeks to, to claim the body and to be able to do what they needed to do with the body. It was like two weeks. I can't remember the exact time frame, but it was... If it wasn't two weeks, it was close to two weeks. And then he was cremated, right? Yeah. And when they went and spread his ashes, the wind was blowing one way, but his ashes flew onto the people that were there. Oh, wow. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. When I was reading the story, I was like, oh, that is so fitting for Charles Manson. You want to know what I
0: think? <laughs> you don't want you don't to know what I want to know? What if Charles Manson haunts the the ranch now or the land that it was on it's a very
1: good possibility i mean you know i think that'd be weird very weird. cool but weird i very guess weird. um but to me out of the cult leaders and evan peters i do want to just say did an amazing job at portraying those three cult leaders that i have talked about today i think that evan peters is a phenomenal actor i cannot speak highly enough of his acting abilities um and just because i've seen so many so many documentaries so many movies on charles manson yeah and I could literally just go on and on and on. I know and you on could. And I boundaries. know you could.
0: <laughs> I, well, see, cults have never really been my, my thing of interest. I mean, of course, you know, I've read about them more. I've oh, watched yeah. documentary here and there. Yeah.
1: Like, I literally just watched um, The Manson Girls, I think is what it was called. Yeah. And I was on the ID channel, and it was following um, three of the girls.
0: Yeah. see, I've just never been a big, Uh I've never been a big fan of cults and what kind of makes them take, because it's just, it's not my thing. Yes, it's interesting, Uh but to me, it's not so much scary as it is, you know, it's interesting and how these people's minds tick and just how fucked up people can be and the fucked up things that people can be coerced into doing, um, by... Just it, it just it blows my mind, but mm-hmm. it's not something that you know. It's actively been an interest in my like. I'll sit here on my free time and look up you know, Wikipedia or mm-hmm. go down the rabbit hole with that.
1: My mm-hmm. to me <laughs> to me I it just it like you said earlier it follows in the same line of serial killers. It I want to learn what makes them tick. What right? makes the victims of being a part of this cult? Because we uh, we can agree. No matter what, if you get caught up in a cult, you're a victim of it, right? You can do things to try to avoid that from happening, but you're still a victim, no matter which way you look at it. Um, And, like, to me, it just interests me, like, the type of people that they choose to be a part of their cult. And how in the world can you get 900 people to drink the Kool-Aid? And, yes, I just put that in quotation marks. Well, I want to know how many of
0: those 900 people actually willingly drank it that too how many people
1: were forced because it wasn't just parents it wasn't just adults children did it too and do you think the children had a right mind to know to do that absolutely
0: not their parents made them drink drink well not just them. maybe even the adults as well because i'm pretty certain once they started seeing people you know kind of drop uh-huh I'm pretty sure a lot of people were like, you know, I kind of don't want to do this. So it makes me wonder how many people actually willingly drank the Kool-Aid mm-hmm. and how many people were forced, were to forced in some way, shape or form. Or if maybe they weren't actually murdered in some other way. But because of the mass casualty of it all, nobody really knew for sure. Right. So, you know, to me... Because even can... if they
1: don't have, you know, blood force trauma or there really wasn't any blood. I mean, and there may have been blood for some people because when you get poisoned, you could spit up blood and throw up blood and, you know, all of that stuff. But who's to say that there weren't people there with syringes? Like, if exactly. you don't do it, psh, too bad it's going to happen to you anyway. Well,
0: I mean, if... what. And this is kind of bad that I know this fact, but if you take a syringe full of air and you inject it into the bloodstream, it can mimic a heart attack. Yeah. No blood, no blunt force trauma. Right. There you go. Right. So that's why, you know, doctors in hospitals make such a big deal there being no air in an IV line, you know? Because Absolutely. it can cause a heart attack. Absolutely. And so who's to say that that, that didn't happen we don't know but i mean it's just it's very hard for me to believe that 900 people actually willingly off themselves like that for this guy so to me it kind of i don't know i don't know i i have hard time believing certain things i mean it just nothing scares me more look we can talk about the paranormal all day and talk about ghosts and unknown and all of that but at the end of the day nothing is ever going to be as scary to me than actual human beings nothing is ever going to scare me more than an actual person because these these psychopaths and these people exist they're in the they are in this world and so i I guess it kind of goes along with the adage you should be more scared of what you can see than what you can't see Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You should be more scared of what you can see in the light than what you can't see in the dark.
1: You can't sit there and tell me that, you know, murderers are not more terrifying. Than a spirit.
0: Because that can be just, that can be somebody just sitting next to you on a bus or someone and they just snap and that's all she wrote. You know what I mean? There's no, uh, that, that to me, that's more terrifying than the unknown. To me, that's way more terrifying. Well, yes, it's super creepy to you know hear something in the dark and you're home alone. It's creepy to hear a baby crying and you're the only person in the house and you have no kids. I mean, yeah, those kinds of things are scary and legit terrifying. But just to me, that's nothing on what an actual person can do. Right. So to me, to me, that's a little bit more more terrifying. Because it's real. This is shit that happened. Okay. I wonder if all that? 900, what if all that land where that Jonestown was, what if all of those people haunt that place? Right? You know they have to. You know there's got to be some kind of a residual energy there. You know there has to be. Anytime I feel like there's such a mass thing like that, like such a mass tra- traumatic death like that, there's got to be something lingering there, whether it's the spirits or just the energy from the event itself. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime, um, Waco, 9/11, 9-11, I mean, if anything, that would, I would wonder if, like, the building that they put there, I wonder if that building's haunted. Very well could be. It just, it's just so much life snuffed out in an instant that... How many of those people are still there, still lost, still confused? How many of them don't even know what happened to them? You know, and they're just still there. So, and they can't move on because maybe they're still in a state of confusion. So to me, these things, I, I, I it truly makes me wonder what, what kind of energy was left behind. What kind of mark did that leave on these places?
1: Absolutely. You know? So. Absolutely. And there has to be some type of residual energy. There's no way that it can't Well, it's be like eight. they
0: talk about with the Sharon Tate m- murders and everything. There's, um, a, like, her house. I think they've torn the house down. But there's a house in the same neighborhood that was, like, three houses down from hers. It's haunted. And a lot of people believe that it is haunted by the ghost of Sharon Tate and the Biancas. So... I mean, if that can, if that has come out of, like, the Manson murders, then what's to say, you know, the Heaven's Gate victims? What's to say, you know, the Jonestown victims? What What's to say that they don't, that they don't haunt those areas, too? Now, however, oh, with the with the Heaven's Gate thing, though, all of them pretty much willingly, so I don't see them being hanging around for any like unfinished business or anything right because they were ready to move on to the next yeah so i don't and maybe they got what they wanted who knows i don't but um so to me that just it just it makes me wonder what that kind of energy if you know the tate sharon tate and them mm-hmm. are still hanging around who's to say the rest of them aren't i don't know and i, I kind of like how that does tie into the whole paranormal thing but um Exactly. I do. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that that's interesting.
1: I it enjoy is. our talks. I do too. <laughs> I do too. I mean, we can sit here and ramble on about and, cults going and to. stuff for forever and ever and ever never, never. I want to talk about something
0: else. What you want to talk about? I have no earthly fucking idea. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I want to talk about something. Let's creepy. see if we
1: can look up maybe a scary story on um, the internet and a scary share, story on the internet. Like,
0: a paranormal thing I, have, I thought of something but I can't figure figure out. Uh, let's talk about YouTube psychics. okay let's talk about YouTube psychics <laughs> because I've gone down the rabbit hole y'all. <laughs> I yeah. have and it's so easy to it's do so easy to so do so easy to do so um because
1: it's so funny because Wayne actually um recommended a podcast
0: yes and i have gone down the rabbit hole with that one.
1: <laughs> oh my god i, I was listening to it, it on the way over here and that was literally what they said they were like if you go on this website it's gonna give you in a rabbit hole because it's gonna say you gotta go to this one if you like this story you got this one you be like this story down the and it's like hole. it's like two o'clock in the morning and you're like what the heck has
0: happened <laughs> right and i'm kind of like um uh, I've I'm I'm big on that one now. It's gotten me through many a work day the past week or so. So I'm there yeah. for it.
1: Yeah, so thank you. <laughs> Thanks um, for that. My Wayne, favorite murder. My favorite murder is yeah, the name of the podcast. The of it. So everybody check it out. Um, we weren't the only two. That got books this past weekend either. He got those ladies' new book. Really? He did. Wayne's obsessed. He did. He's obsessed (laughs) with that podcast just a little bit. And I appreciate that because I've gone down that rabbit hole myself. Um, So that, I'm sure that he'll talk about that book. Because they talk about books on their podcast. um, And we're going to do that too because I read a lot
0: of books. Yeah, and I actually, you know, I we talked to. about
1: the books that we just got in the last episode, so. Yes,
0: Hubby got me on on the Haunted <sighs> Cemeteries, and I'm fully enjoying that one quite a bit. Edgar Allan Poe. We but we're going to talk about, about some YouTube psychics. All right, let's do it. And The only the one I'm familiar with is just one. I know, Aunt Aphrodite,
1: Aunt that's the only one that I'm familiar with, so and
0: enlighten me, my dear. This guy, his name is Aphrodite on YouTube, and he has a Twitch account. But he's so entertaining. He's a kid that reads tarot cards and just the way he reads them blows my mind. He's the he oh, yeah. calls he's himself the pop culture psychic.
1: And it's and it it's very
0: fitting. He's done Readings on Jacqueline um, Hill and her whole lipstick fiasco. He's done Readings on Madeline McCann, John Benet. Benet. that's the one that he I was going to say. He's done a reading on Jeff, on the Epstein dude. And he was like, mm-hmm. and any time that he's done, that I've watched, that he's done a reading with his tarot cards for somebody that's passed, he's always pulled a death card if the person has died.
1: He does, and he—he even he, he he literally not,
0: said he was like, "Where's, where's my, my death, death card? card?" And I was "Where's like, my death card?" I was like, "I didn't pull oh, my death card." Oh crap! But then when he reshuffled, he pulled it. <laughs> but he was like, "There's something wrong." He's like, "I don't think he." He's like, "Cause somebody's running away from something." So it'll be interesting mm. to find out if what he read is true. Mm. So. But I, God, he's so funny. I love him though. So
1: funny, he and he so, he knows like his stuff you're too. You're up for psychic review because honestly, um, I love him. He a lot of his stuff has come true, like the stuff that he did with James right? Charles, for yes, example. the James Charles
0: stuff. Hello, oh that my was God. like and
1: so far the Jacqueline Hill stuff has come true too yes it has
0: because in his um thing about the whole Jacqueline Hill thing he was like oh well she was warned she was warned this was going to happen and then what happened after all the lipstick thing came out the girl that owns Makeup Geek came out and was like yeah I told her not to work with this company and she did it anyway yeah. I told her not to yeah
1: so he knows this stuff I mean you can believe it or not
0: believe it um, the other one I have okay is uh sloan bella she does the sloanbella.com she is a kind of psychic advisor to celebrities and everything she lives out in la and she has a lot of videos on her youtube channel Uh, she's big into astrology which you know not my thing but it's cool but um she does a lot of channeling dead celebrities. Like, she's channeled Whitney Houston, Nicole Brown Simpson, Aaliyah, Lisa Lopez, Randy Rhodes, Chris Cornell, and Chester Bennington. So, you know, I, and to me, I'm just sitting here like, I mean, but she's good. She's good. However, I don't feel like she's actually channeling these people. Okay. She's done Prince, too. And she's done and you know, Michael Jackson. Prince. My love for Prince and is strong. I don't know. Just to me, I don't... When it comes to channeling celebrities, I just don't feel like celebrities are just going to come through to any old psychic.
1: You know what I mean? Yes. I don't feel like... very,
0: very true. I like, don't feel like... I feel like,
1: like that when you, when you go through a psychic or a medium or anything, they have to want to. And uh, let's use... Prince, for an example.
0: Like, if we tried his, to channel Prince, he's not going to come through his, for you or me. His life
1: was very private. Exactly. Do I expect his afterlife to be any, any less private? Any less private? Any less his spirit private? to be anyway, like, No.
0: I just feel like... No. I don't... I just don't feel like no feel like If
1: it was somebody that love the spotlight and and like maybe the the black dahlia maybe oh, yeah, she she, might. she would probably do it because she enjoyed that attention she wanted to be famous mm-hmm. period like that but, was her goal in life to me i became, just don't
0: feel like any mm-hmm. celebrity who is passed on is going to come through just for any psychic that tries to channel them you know what i mean Absolutely. because i feel like they're people too now if it was me on the other side and just anybody was channeling me, I'm not going to want to come through if I don't know you. Unless you're talking to somebody I knew. And I want to have a conversation and with. And i Absolutely. got something I want to tell that person.
1: Absolutely.
0: I'm not going to come come through for just right. anybody, and especially for a YouTube video. You oh, know what yeah, I mean? No. So I not kinda, unless
1: there was a message that I wanted the entire world to know. Right.
0: But, I mean, you'll have to sit there and watch her videos, and then we'll come back and we'll have another discussion about her. But, I mean, it's very interesting. It's entertaining. I do like watching her. But just a lot of it, I'm like, I don't know if I buy it.
1: Yeah. Because especially with celebrities, most of us know a lot about these celebrities anyway. So it's easy if it's not true not discrediting her whatsoever right right um however if it is not true it is very easy to look up some information because even though they did live very private lives there was stuff that was very public like with whitney houston with her drug with her drug use right right or with michael jackson with all of his his well, like a lot, of all her, of his issues that he had going on. Um, you, you, you already know a lot about these celebrities. Yeah. No well, matter how a, a lot of, their lives of lives, her they, they readings
0: to of channeling celebrities, they all have one thing in common, and that's like, you know. Oh no! Chris Cornell didn't kill himself. He, he he didn't commit suicide. Somebody murdered him. Like somebody used a direct energy weapon, or they like they sold their souls or something. There's just like some kind of elite Hollywood cult or something with like the music industry yeah. and the movie industry, and it's like there's which I've heard Satanists that conspiracy theory there's, too. But... there's like Luciferians, and I'm sitting here like, okay, you lost me, because. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to use that. And so that's why I it kind of loses credibility to me. Oh
1: yeah, and that's and that's what I was saying like you can use All those like them. conspiracy theories or something that you know that everybody knows about them. Yeah. Tell and me something that I don't know about tell them. Tell something
0: I don't know about them. Make them actually seem like a human, human being. being, you know? <laughs> Make them seem like a normal sentences. person because <laughs> I, even though they were famous, they were still Right. Normal. They were still a normal person. They had thoughts, feelings, families, friends. Absolutely. You know? That
1: only like the family or friends would know. Like there is one that's on TV, um, a psychic that's on, or a medium that's on TV. It's a gentleman. I can't think of what his name is.
0: But. Okay, don't even get
1: me started on TV psychics. But <laughs> he um, did one on. It was a celebrity that died of a heart attack.
0: Oh, he's was the one that was talking about Alan Thicke that died. Yes,
1: Alan Thicke. He was talking to Alan Thicke, and he told Alan Thicke, You need to go get you your heart checked out. You need to go get your heart checked out. And he was like, and Alan Thicke was like, No, no, no. I'm okay. I'm okay. And then, and like, then it was like a less than a year later. I want to say it wasn't even like that long. It was less than a year for sure. Like, I don't know exactly how long it was after that, but it wasn't. But then he had a heart attack. And he had a heart attack, and he died. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, that's well, that's wild. either just like a really weird coincidence, or, or dude this legit. guy knew what he was doing, and Alan Thick's family <laughs> was trying to tell him, "You need to take precautions of what's going on."
0: yeah i i don't really believe in psychics too much like psychic psychics you know what i mean i believe mm-hmm. you know and there being clear audience and right. you know because i mean we have a little bit of that Not i, saying we're I psychic, believe in we... being like in having these um psychic abilities or you know i believe people are able to have those things however i don't believe In the kind of psychics that you call into, not saying that all of them are fake. I'm pretty sure there's some of them that are absolutely positively legit. But I have a hard time believing that I can be over here on the East Coast and call over and speak to somebody on the West Coast who's psychic. And they'll be able to tell me things that nobody else knows about me. I don't honestly believe that they'd be able to do that because there's they'd probably get all the general stuff like a lot of a lot of them generalized. There's been too many. Maybe I have seen too many examples of fake psychics. That it's mm-hmm. that when there is a real one, you know, that's kind of cool, but it, it makes it hard. Takes for away me to away the credibility on all of them. And I mean, yes, I read tarot cards, but to me, reading tarot cards and being psychic are two completely different things absolutely they're just two different things for me because I mean you can see the symbolism in the cards and kind of get gain some kind of a intuition of what those cards are trying to tell you that's not so much use predicting the future as so much as you know trying to gain some insight of a possibility and kind of give you some direction especially if you there's something you don't know about because it's easy you can do a yes or no you can do a one card there's so many different spreads you can do and so many different ways to interpret the cards that you know i don't necessarily see reading cards as a psychic thing yes you can be psychic and do them but you don't have to be psychic to do a tarot card
1: right you definitely do not you do
0: not so yay for psychic so you know what that's your homework i want you to watch psychics on youtube so we can have a whole podcast about it Gotcha, boo boo. Because I think that would be so much fun.
1: Gotcha, boo boo. I'm going to do that, and we'll talk about that on the next podcast.
0: No, we're not not on the next podcast. Okay. The next podcast. We're doing our ghost hunt.
1: Yes. Our ghost hunt.
0: We're doing our ghost hunt.
1: On the well, next we one. can maybe throw that in there a little bit.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Maybe. No. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> no. We'll
1: see, because we may be very into what we no, make, because find the, and stuff, next, the so. next one is going to be fine. I'm so. So we're doing that next weekend, right? Yes,
0: we're doing that next weekend. Okay. And what I, I plan Sounds for us like to do a plan to we'll meet. we'll discuss the plan. Yes. But, um, I love it. Yeah. I, I can't wait. It's gonna be so much fun this weekend. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited too. I can't so wait. excited so cannot wait well i think this ended up being more than just a bonus episode yeah i think that this is like a full-blown episode this is just like a full-blown episode so guess what it's episode five i'm with it (laughs) it's episode five
1: i like it and the sixth one being on a on a Ghost hunting—that's very fitting too.
0: <laughs> we made it to our sixth episode. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love oh it. Oh my it. gosh!
1: So we hope you all enjoy this podcast. We do. Um Yeah, I think I
0: need a nap. <laughs> I think that we're 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 done. Yeah, um, I think we're done. Yeah, I got. I need it's a nap. I'm tired.
1: It's been fun. Yeah, I really need. I'm going to let you go take a nap.
0: Yes. So I can go dream about spooky shit. Yay! And <laughs> go have nightmares. Mm. No, actually what I'm probably going to do is I'm probably going to go binge watch Good Omens because I still haven't finished it on oh, Amazon really? Prime. Because mm. somebody was supposed to watch it with me and we just haven't had time to watch it. So uh, I'm just going to go ahead and watch it. <laughs> <Go> for <laughs> That's it. all it is. So I'm just going to go ahead and watch go it. Go for it. Alrighty, guys. So... We'd like to thank you for joining us on yes. this episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Stay tuned to Facebook to find out when it drops. Yep. Give us a like and a follow.
1: Yep, also yep. follow us
0: on Instagram at witchesb. And if you would like to suggest a topic for a, another episode, please email us at witchesblikepod at gmail.com. And... I think that is it and look I it's not late so at night it's the too. middle of the day it is yay
1: even though we're still talking about we're tired and right it's um, too a, look <laughs> i am not
0: i am not a morning person and i am not a night owl i am a permanently exhausted pigeon Where and i'm know. gonna leave it at that thanks know. guys yep. for listening to this episode stay spooky keep it creepy and we'll see you next weekend yes
1: yes 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 so bye bye
0: Tonight's podcast was written and recorded by Amy Throckmorton and Ashley Link. It was produced by Will Albritton, Denny Throckmorton, and Wayne Pickerel. You can stay up to date when a new episode drops by giving us a follow on Facebook at Witches Be Like Podcast. You can also give us a follow on Instagram at B. If you have a story that you want to share with us or you just have a topic you want us to discuss, you can also drop us a line at witchesbepod at gmail.com. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Google Play, Spotify, and the Podbean app. So thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the episode, and we'll see you on the next one.